What's up with this fool? What is he, sandwich crazy? Hi, welcome. Um, Matthew, tell me everything you know about cars. Um, uh, ca uh, uh, cars. Um, okay, a car is what happens when you take a dinosaur and you explode it, and then the fart makes you move forward. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, I think we have the, the basics down, so it's a good good starting point. Uh -huh. um, my name's Colin, and I'm going to be your guide through the world of a series that is ostensibly about cars, but we'll see how long that lasts for. Uh -huh. um, we're going to watch all the Fast and Furious movies. Um, all of them. All of them. We say all. All of them. All of them. All uh, of them. Which, however you're thinking, any you're thinking, there's more than that. That's that's the secret. Um, there's there's always more. Uh, I think what happened was you saw the trailer and we're like, hey, we should watch those movies. No. For Fast Nine. I thought that's what? where we started this. Uh, no, that wasn't so okay. Because that's you you put this up right after that trailer came out. Um, a trailer was seen. Let me let mm -hmm. me phrase it this way. Um, and then a suggestion was placed that we should watch the movie uh, mm -hmm. or some some subset of the movies. Um, and I there was a, a kind of gradual uh, raising of the stakes. Um, I don't know. I may or may not have been involved. I couldn't say at this point. Um, <laughs> You know who's to say who said we should watch everything, including everything. Um, yeah, but well, no, you did. This is this is your thing. This your thing is we have to watch everything. My my thing is if we're doing it. Yeah, we're, we're, if you if we're, we're doing it, we're gonna do it. If if we're um, going a quarter mile at a time, we're going the whole one hundred and thirty <laughs> miles um, into wait. the ocean. Okay, sure, sure. Uh -huh. I don't know what you're measuring one hundred thirty miles is there, I don't, but I'm sure that's a, a significant number somewhere. We'll look for it. So for me, there's always like a thing of like, whenever there's a thing that there's a lot of, um, usually there's a, there's usually there's a reason there's a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's maybe not always a, a, a good reason, um, mm -hmm. in, in certain cases, but like, um, you know, it's like, like, oh, there's like 17,032 <laughs> episodes of one piece. It's like, all right, I'll give one piece a try. Like it's we're, been around for a bit. Um, this is this is a primer to us watching all of One Piece. This that's is a primer to us watching. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. Don't put it past me. Um, I'm. Uh, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I, the, the Fast and Furious was like I, I just watched the first one for the first time, uh, mm. and this is the complete sum total of my experience with the franchise. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a thing I I like. You know, it was around, and it was like, yeah, I know what those movies are. I think mm -hmm. I'm good. I don't think I want to watch them. Um, but you know, it's been a while. Um, and it's also, you know, uh, as, as I vaguely understand it, it's changed a bit. Um, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm also curious yeah. to the, the places an, it goes a, yeah. over the course of 72 movies and, uh, 500 episodes of a, of a CG animated show. Yeah. Um, 
so I have seen uh, three or four years ago, I watched one through seven in the course of like three or four months um, okay. and mm -hmm. remember enjoying myself mostly, but also I, the last, the back half of that, I <laughs> is just a blur. It's um, because it's going so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing here is, as I alluded to earlier, I don't think either of us are car people. Uh, I know. Oh, I personally say can say that I have not driven a car in the past eighteen months. I have uh -huh. never owned a car, um, so I'm like. But I look cars. I can go at like cars and go, "Hey, that's a cool car." Um, but I don't. I'm not like someone who can work on a car. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, are you? You're in a little bit less than that, I think. I, I hate cars. I fucking hate really? them. Uh, they terrify really? me. They go fast, and then you're in them, and you're going fast also. Do you? Uh, I so, think that's so fucked I up. don't. Do you openly avoid anything like getting in cars? Uh, I don't. Okay, so the first, uh, I I can't drive. Uh, mm -hmm. Like uh, as a teen, I went through driver's ed. I did mm -hmm. basically everything except like take the take the road test to get my license. So I never got my license. Mm -hmm. Um, I learned while doing like my 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 training hours that i hate driving yeah. um it's just like um for the same reason that i uh don't like horses uh it's like there's a lot of it and it goes very fast mm -hmm. um and it can go horribly disastrously <laughs> wrong and this i don't is, like that yeah um, so i i was fortunate enough that i was in a place i live in a city so i don't need to drive much i ended up being a bicycle person instead like I, I just never needed to drive and now when i do i do it so unoften that i have a similar kind of anxiety where it's like oh no i start panicking about how far out exactly is the other side of my car that i'm not seated on and where the actual bounds are and i normally have a great sense of space but not when i'm driving i maybe i should admit up front i have been in one accident because i forgot to look over my shoulder when i was pulling out of a parking spot talking to my friend now see so. i've never been in a car accident so okay I, you know flawless record on my part yeah okay so you're you're maybe you're ahead of me then maybe you're actually better at cars that's the truth <laughs> yeah here. yeah the, the <laughs> sleeping car giant that's me so let's let's talk about what we mean when we say all you already alluded to the fact that we're going to watch the animated children's show from 2019 slash 20 ongoing mm -hmm. yeah the uh, ongoing we've discovered there will be more <laughs> uh fast and furious spy racers <laughs> but what actually we were having a chat and I think you said, oh, we're going to watch Better Luck Tomorrow, which is the assumed canon history of Han, the sort it, of like patched in. I've been calling it a spin on uh, instead okay, of a spin it, off. You don't know. You don't know anything about Han, right? I, I know there is a character named Han, I believe, okay. in the what is considered by most the third movie. OK. Oh, mm, you're OK. Wait. Do you know okay. anything about the <laughs> timeline stuff? I know there is timeline stuff. I don't okay. know anything about it. You don't it. know what that what that exactly extends to, though. Yes, I, someone okay. someone mentioned something about there is a chronological order for this movie, for this yeah. movie franchise, and I was like, it's, uh, it's "We'll not, get there." It's not. It's it's interesting. Yeah, we'll get there. Um. So, what's the? Yeah, Better Luck Tomorrow is the previous movie. It's, it's um the the director who did a lot of the later movies, uh, definitely three, which is is that okay. Tokyo yeah. Drift? Yeah. So the director of Tokyo Drift had a previous movie from 2002, which at that time was not part of this franchise. Mm -hmm. But um, it has the same actor. and Same actor, same character. Um, oh, is it the same character even? It's the same character. Um, oh, so wow. That's, uh, that, is that Han? 
yeah that i that is han yes okay that's han han is in that movie and that's that's his origin story is is how okay. i understand it so um, I, I i saw that at a glance and i was like okay well yeah like if we're gonna go let's but yeah let's let's go let's go uh so you revealed that to me because i didn't know that little bit of history and i said oh well are we also going to watch the 1955 original fast and furious <sighs> Uh, which led to a bit of a rabbit hole discovering that there are fast and furious movies going there are movies with the title fast and furious going all the way back to 1924 yes i did the reconnaissance of going and watching fast and furious 1924 fast and furious 1927 uh which are both silent movies they're not really related another that there are cars in them uh they're kind of neat as a historical artifact and the fact that we keep making movies that we feel are titled as the fast and furious that is a name that applies to the content of those films um and i think they're, they're also interesting especially their first one the 1924 although it is plenty racist <laughs> also <laughs> has like sort of it's one of those old um buster keaton style uh stunt gag f- films where he's the main character is falling off stuff doing jumps the climax of it is they are on top of a train running and they do the gag of you're someone's on a train and there's a sign coming at them mm-hmm. and they just run from it but it's actually a person doing it and then jumping off the end of the train it's ridiculous <laughs> I, I like how you've taken the the, the like archetype of like yeah i don't know i wish i just like the original the best um and you're like no that's not that's not far no, enough it's, it's we must not. go all the way like the 1924 version that's my favorite that's my favorite yeah, fast no, and furious but, movie. no but it's not my favorite they're oh, interesting God. to watch it's a cool historical artifact and i think there's nothing to talk about though beyond <laughs> that that would be interesting um so we are going to start from 2001 which let's just catch up now 2001 um What's going on in 2001, Matt? Where were you? Uh, so I was I was looking at as much info, information as I could get about like 2001. Um, at the time, I was there in middle was school. A space Odyssey. Uh, that there was a space odyssey. I was in middle school. Uh, I believe this was in my. Um, you could find me on any given day wearing like um, cargo khaki pants, um, and in my right cargo khaki pant Mm -hmm. um i would have my game boy advance which uh, i believe it launched 11 days before this movie came out and you you bet your ass i got that on launch hell yeah playing playing uh there were two video games (laughs) that were were like out for the the gba when it came out but yeah i i was just finishing up grade one okay Uh, all right yeah (laughs) so i would not go see this have gone to see this movie at the time um so i have i have like the list of like the uh the top grossing movies that were released that month um fast and furious number one with a i would say bullet but i don't know if there's a car joke there um <laughs> do bullets are bullets it's involved P1. in cars it's P1. um Just that means it's you're P1. the you're the car guy uh you'll have to yeah, let me yeah. know um uh Lara Croft tomb raider video games once again uh, once again um, also also ends with the 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 incredible song by basement jacks where's oh, your head yes. at um yeah. what has a better what has a better ending song uh Lara Croft tomb raider or the fast and the furious 2001 uh it's probably tomb raider it's yeah, it's gotta be tomb raider like you can't you can't beat basement jacks sorry. sorry for that medley that comes on at the end of this movie but yeah it's, yeah 
Okay. Uh, I, I do have I do have some fond thoughts about some of the music, but we'll we'll get yeah. there. Yeah. Um. And and then there's the rest that I I don't care about at all. It's Doctor Doolittle two. Yeah. Uh, Atlantis, um, the Lost Empire, which you know uh, has, has some fans. I, I think I, I, I think Tom Atlantis Wood. might have been the first movie I ever owned. What? I think I got it as like a present, like a couple years after this on oh. DVD. Wait, yeah. you remember the first movie you ever owned? Well, I like we didn't we weren't buying DVD people. I see. Uh, so like I think I had this and then like one or two other things that relatives who didn't know me very well although actually atlantis is sick so glad i had that one i guess that's fair i like i i remember like i had like four cds that i owned for a very long time and it's like i knew those very well and half of them were bare naked ladies so uh so (laughs) (laughs) uh fast for years 2001 so you did some research on the history of how it ended up with this name there was so there's a 50 year gap between this and the last movie called the fast and furious yes so i I think like to get there we first have to start with like uh uh you know walk through the production history like of this movie um you know i think you start with um i i i don't know a lot about the like the key creative who i believe are the key creatives um which are the the director and the producer who show up um at least the producer shows up on a lot of these later movies um but uh the director is rob cohen um i looked at his filmography um yeah. the only thing that stood out was like he did dragonheart shots out to dragonheart oh, i was, I was you were into that the movie. only thing that stood out is he seems like an absolute hundred percent piece of garbage oh that too but i you know yeah. that's not listed on his filmography at least um yeah. Yes, uh, seems to be absolute sex best. Um, un- yeah. no, no shouts out to Rob Cohen. Um, yeah. although he did make uh, a triple X, which was a, which was a film. We mm, could, do we have to squeeze that into this uh no watch through at some point? No, no I haven't no, seen that one. We don't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> we we have to draw the fence somewhere. <laughs> okay. Um the the only notes I have about Rob Cohen is that uh. His daughter has the coolest fucking name on earth which is valkyrie weather yeah yeah that owns that 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 shreds that's the best yeah. name um and she picked that one herself that's not rob can't take credit for that one no, so again no, again no, no shouts out to rob cohen um so our uh, uh also rob cohen is the like in the very beginning of the movie um is the like shitty pizza dude who's like i want to deliver this pizza and they're like oh, oh, shut God. up old man we're, we're racing cars yeah um that that's him and he's like oh these, these damn kids um you know i looked at his discography or not discography, his filmography and it looks like he might be a pizza dude pretty soon so <laughs> yeah the, it was like really after like uh, there were a couple movies it's like i don't know on i know i've never heard of any of these yeah. um and he was I, to my knowledge he's not involved with the franchise after this movie so <laughs> Um, uh, he, uh, so as I, as I understand it, uh, he read an article, uh, in vibe magazine, uh, called racer X, which was uh, one of the first titles of this movie. Um, and a character from speed racer and, and a character from speed racer. Um, shout, uh, shout out though to speed racer. Um, Yo, we maybe, should watch speed racer. Um, uh and i guess watch an illegal street race um and th- i guess that's all you need to make a movie if you're uh if you're just a dude who makes movies if you're just a hollywood um, scumbag yeah uh, what if uh cars um yeah. 
so yeah the, the the title went through like a the a bunch of changes um there's various drafts of like the script floating around uh redline is another title that was that was going around also, now that anime. does mean we can watch uh the anime redline i think which um, i think i haven't watched when i watched redline it was in like four parts on some scumbag anime site uh mm-hmm. so i think i deserve a rewatch of that uh, i've never eventually. seen it so um but i do have okay. the the laser disc of it so that's that's rob cohen uh started the thing i guess um probably at some point um uh, neil moritz gets involved who is uh, also makes a cameo in this movie as the uh dude in the ferrari who drag races with the um the orange car uh, uh, yeah i believe it's a supra <laughs> yeah that one the orange car um Look, we're gonna learn all the cars this is important uh, mm-hmm. I, i'm definitely yeah. gonna learn all of them oh yeah Mm-hmm. I'm gonna learn all the cards. Okay, and you're gonna come along with me. Okay, uh, that's fine. I I love to be in the passenger seat. I'll 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 tell well, you the you directions. Well, you have your license, so yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't put me in the driver's seat. I have to take us on this drive, this <laughs> tour of cars. Um, the the thing I've been able to piece together is like Neil Moritz, um, is kind of, I mean, I mean, the producer role is in encompasses a lot of things, but mm-hmm. um, as far as I can tell, he's like the reason why the movie is called The Fast and the Furious. Um, which is a title of um, a 1954, 1955. I see both dates, but you know, around it's there. It's probably one of those like first screened and then slowly like spread throughout the U.S. on like as they distributed the tapes and whatnot. Yeah. Tapes, so th- this was this was one of the first movies. Um, the director is was it Roger Corman? Roger Corman. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, a company called American International Pictures made. Um, and at the, the best way I have to describe them is like everything you can think about, about like all the things that come to mind when you say like cheesy fifties movies, mm-hmm. um, this is them, <laughs> um, like, uh, mystery science theater 3000 would like mm-hmm. buy for like super cheap and then dub over. Um, it, it's a lot of movies like that. It's like, uh, you know, the beast with 10 billion legs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all the, it's all the like stereotypes about like see the incredible uh, uh leg laser see the giant <laughs> i would like to see an incredible leg laser i gotta say i mean you know uh, hold on, write that down <laughs> write that out for titles it you know it's it's the um the super campy super cheap um they they made movies in like you know a week uh for as little money as they could but they made like a lot um they um i i think it seems a lot to like give them credit for inventing double features but they definitely popularized double features mm-hmm. um as like a thing of culture um they were a big part of like the 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 culture around drive-in movies especially like right after the like television comes out and like the the movie industry takes a big hit because people are going to the movies less um and so aip comes in um starts making all these movies that are targeting like teenagers um mm-hmm. and like are basically reasons you can go to the drive-in theater and like make out with people um mm-hmm. and suddenly there's a lot more money going to to into cinema mm-hmm. going back to hollywood and um, it seems like they from what we saw it seems like they claim that they were the geniuses for doing this but it was the world was primed for this someone was going to get it right and they just happened to be in the right place right time yeah i i I don't have a lot of context for like you know a general the 50s um i i think 
you know the 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 victor writes history so to speak um so certainly it, as they tell it they, they were mm-hmm. responsible for all of this so neil moritz the the producer uh, has some kind of connection to aip in a way that i i don't directly understand but mm-hmm. um there was a documentary about aip that was coming out um and the story as as i understand it is um the the fast and the furious the movie the 54 movie mm-hmm. is featured very early in that documentary um yeah it's, as like it seems like that was like the first or the prototype to the rest of aip stuff yeah i i think it was the first movie they made or if not mm-hmm. the first movie they made it was the first with roger corman um who who went on to make a bunch of later movies with them um hundreds of movies it's ridiculous yeah so neil moritz saw this and thought we want uh like they're going through a bunch of title revisions they're not really sold on the ones they have um neil moritz sees this and says I want a title like AIP would have done. Um, in fact, well, maybe one of those like, titles that gets all the kids into the theater. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. Teens will love it. This like big tawdry blockbuster. Um, uh, you know, I'm maybe mm-hmm. blockbuster is the wrong term because I that that maybe precedes that, but um, you know, it, it just guts and glory. The and, larger and all than this life stuff. title that is maybe lying to you yeah yeah um so he you know arranges to like buy the rights to the name um not the story but the the name at least um and well, the story's written the movie's probably filmed already yeah i this must have happened pretty yeah. late in production I, we're assuming this is a true story not something he put together afterwards because that really, sounds nice that's true yeah. um i mean like the whole the whole movie um, you know, this the, the original screenplay has a date uh January two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, like eighteen months. Um oh, it, yeah. okay. making movies is a long process, but like somewhere along there, um I, I think it's feasible that like they're they're fiddling with the title, sees this documentary, it says Fast and Furious, that's it. Arranges to get it get that title the title rights from Roger Corman. Um I guess they they like traded him stock footage. Which <laughs> okay i i guess roger corman Isn't is maybe making movies easy to get <laughs> I, I think he's still making movies at this point so it's uh, like oh okay. yeah let me, let me get that footage i'll, I'll use that for yeah. something and um, he's probably like hey this is a movie i made 50 years ago i don't give a shit yeah like um and yeah uh, from there uh they get the title um the movie gets made it gets released um yeah I, I don't know it's it's interesting that like they wanted to pull from this like particular era of history um mm-hmm. it, it it to me signals like at least at the time of like making the first movie like what they wanted from the f- i don't know they even envisioned it as a franchise but what they wanted from the movie um mm-hmm. it also like i mean yeah the fact that they were like oh let's do something like aip would have done tells me that they weren't thinking of it as a franchise they were like yeah yeah we're just gonna and they're also not thinking of it as a franchise or a franchise or a big like nice classy movie in any way Mm -hmm. like this is something we put out there and make a buck on it and move on use it to fund the next thing right yeah yeah just the 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 whole aip model was just like make them fast to make them cheap um make them like just as as fast as you can possibly make them um and they will you know it's just content it's just churn churn out content from the content mill um Mm -hmm. and and they'll do something with it um and it it 
to their credit, it worked pretty fucking well. So yeah, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say like, well, it, I think we should move on to talking about this movie, and this movie fucking whips. Um, like, okay, wait, last thing about AIP. Okay, they made uh, five hundred movies <laughs> in twenty years. <laughs> uh, it's that, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That, that's all I have to say about that. But like, yeah. like, what a what a what a testament to like being prolific. I I hope everyone there was treated well. They weren't and got paid well. They weren't and, and, and like, had a happy time. They didn't. <laughs> we can hope, but but also. and a truck full of combo TV slash VHS players is being chased down and circled by several black Honda Civics. Uh, this is going to be our first car call out of the show. Uh, these are a 1993 Honda Civic Coupe. Matt, how do you feel about these? Um, I like the green. Um, the green. Yeah, so they all have matching green underlighting. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool effect. And like we we respect we respect a matching team at all times. Yeah. It's kind of is a night scene and it's kind of hard to pick up the details. I went and looked up this car, like just like what the stock version is. It's kind of boring, but when you can't really see the details and they're all just kind of swerving around, it looks sick. This first scene is just immediately shot in just full style. Like it's so cool. Uh, the, the cars. The thing I remember is just like the like driving under the truck. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, mm, ooh, that, yeah. They, that's kind of so cool. They, they pull up and circle around this uh, transport truck. And a helmeted figure climbs out of the top of the lead car, pulls out a grappling hook, and uses it to board the cabin of the truck, which when he tranquilizes the driver, there's just, like, gadgets immediately, mm-hmm. which I did not expect at all from my memory. I don't, I don't know um, if... There weren't really a lot of gadgets in the rest of the movie, were there? No, it's so strange that it's just, like, they have specifically hunted down a grappling hook and a tranquilizer. It, it, um, it's, some, it's some spy shit. Um, yeah it's like there's they're it's like they're spy racers oh hmm hmm it's foreshadowing they were playing this all along <laughs> and then yeah and then they drive off into the night and we cut to daytime and paul walker our hero is ordering a tuna sandwich with no crust at a cafe which he's apparently been doing for weeks um thoughts I, okay here's the thing i have more thoughts about tuna sandwiches for later um okay. but the um the the absolute disrespect of crust here yeah um really what the hell are you doing Brian? really sets brian up on the wrong page for me that's like that's a that's a baby move you're, this, you're yeah. a baby so, brian 2001 2001 i was ordering sandwiches without crust as well i was seven <laughs> goddamn years old what? this man a is weird, an adult a weird brag but okay <laughs> <laughs> What is, like, what is he doing? 
okay, but also I okay. The the crust, aside from like flavor, um, you know, mm-hmm. delicious flavor, um, uh, has so many like important structural functions for the sandwich, mm-hmm. especially something like a tuna, tuna sandwich, where it's just gonna you want you need that crust to act as a barrier, yeah, to, to because to stand the line against the tuna from overflowing into your hands. I, like you, you gotta have the the crust is yeah the probably the most solid part of that sandwich. He doesn't mention anything else he's getting on it. Mm-hmm. So it's just he's just getting a weird soft slab. Oh Brian, God, I had to, what are you doing? You it's, made me think for a second about like the 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 physical feeling of eating a tuna sandwich with no crust. Um, I, I don't like tuna sandwiches. And it's it's just like a just soft little slabs. It's like it's a weird. savory savory uncrustable. Oh, yeah, awful. not not here. And the thing is, it clearly it quickly becomes clear that he is trying to impress the waitress here. They're the only ones at this place. Like with his sandwich order, Mia. for example. Yeah. He's coming back every day for weeks to order a baby sandwich. Mm-hmm. Walks up to the bar. Y'all have an apple yeah, juice? Like, <laughs> like, just normally, <laughs> he's going to get a glass of milk with yeah. that. Um, maybe some little, little cookies. Do you want to talk about your tuna fish sandwich thing? Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> i'm very you have teased this to me i hope it lives up to it okay so we go back to, we you know in in this podcast already we've we've gone back in time um on to to the earlier earlier part of the 20th century um the um you know i teach uh, i teach about games and teach about game design um, and I, I'm often interested in um, looking at things that are not necessarily thinking about themselves as games, but are, are can tell us about games, mm-hmm. um, which is why um, in a lot of my classes, the, the first thing that I talk about um, is the Fluxus movement, um, which was there were some artists that were um, active from like the, from the 50s to the 70s, roughly, um, mostly in the 60s. And they did a lot of, um, they had a lot of like written rules for performances. Um, and like generally they were interested in like, um, like what, what, what is like allowed to be art? Um, and I think this is for me, this is like a thing that like ties into this movie, um, of like, you know, what, what is allowed to be cinema? What is allowed to like be, um, allowed to be like capital A gallery art or allowed to be just art in general um for the for the fluxes specifically like gallery art like like that that kind of thing high art high art okay um and so like a lot of their stuff was interested in like ritual and bringing everyday things things that are like specifically like not art um bringing those into gallery context and things like that Hmm. um so this is um uh, yoko ono was not officially attached to them but like worked in that same neighborhood Mm -hmm. um did a lot of performance art um there's uh john uh, john cage who uh 433 uh, is kind of where folks he's kind of the um i recommend everyone go listen to that it's it's great um make sure you crank your volume way up though um uh he's kind of like the the progenitor of like a lot of the flexus movement like he directly taught a lot of them at um i think he was at parsons um, but brings us to Alison Knowles, who is one of one of uh, in my mind like the key artists of the Fluxus movement. Um, she had a performance called "The Identical Lunch," 
um, hmm. which I, I have here in 1963, um, but it was a thing that she did starting back in the 60s and still does today. Um, and it is a um, it is a performance. It is um, it is a thing that you like. Alison Knowles would go to this cafe um, on her lunch break um, and uh, as she tells it, she had tried everything on the menu and like none of it she didn't like any of it mm-hmm. um so she finally found the one thing that she did like which was um and it's a very specific sandwich mm-hmm. it's a tuna fish sandwich and wheat uh-huh. toast okay. with with butter and lettuce no huh. mayo and a cup of soup or glass of buttermilk okay so it's a very it's a very plain tuna fish yeah. sandwich um uh you know there's some formal differences between Allison Knowles and uh Brian <laughs> Brian's tuna fish sandwich. Yeah. Um but the thing was um she went and had this lunch every day. Um and it started off as just like uh, this is a habit. That, you know, it's the only thing on the menu that been, she likes. I have gone and had the same breakfast every day for years in parts of my life. Yeah. As a habit. Um this is this is a thing that people do. It's um it's a beautiful quotidian thing. Um when when she was involved with the fluxes someone asked like you do this thing every day like why do you make a performance out of it mm. um and so she did um and so the identical lunch is um it's specifically going and getting this sandwich this this specific sandwich okay. um and cup of soup or glass of buttermilk um that's how you know it was the the 60s <laughs> is the buttermilk um um and going and getting that sandwich with someone or with okay. with a couple people um, and you all share that meal um huh. and like w- the thing about the identical lunch is saying like this this act this ritual this like moment of of bonding this can be art um and you know in in now that like elsa knowles is like a like very well-known like mm-hmm. famous elder artist um she'll like go and do it at the moma like moma will like invite a bunch of people to have this identical sandwich and there'll be, there'll be a big, huge production of it and and stuff like that. Um, Sometimes she'll blend it (laughs) into a gazpacho. I don't know what that one, but if if your tuna sandwich wasn't enough of a mush slab already, (laughs) I mean, if it's toasted, it might be fine. Um, And it's got the crust on it. So you're right. Yeah. It's like the toast completely changes this equation. Yeah, um, but but I don't know something something about um, that opening thing of and even just like what is he sandwich crazy, um, <laughs> like that 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 like everyday ritual of like the same tuna fish sandwich every day, same tuna mm-hmm. fish sandwich every day, um, and you also like the the tuna fish sandwich as a um, as a thing shows up in a lot of art like in in um, the circles that were involved in this, like uh, Yoko Ono has a very famous piece about um, like imagining suns melting across the sky and then going and making a tuna fish sandwich. Um, and these are all like in homage to Alison Knowles. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's um, a, a tuna fish sandwiches. Um, yeah. They're, they're kind of cool. Uh, I think, I, I think probably, I don't think anyone in the writer's room was thinking about Alison Knowles when they wrote that. When they wrote that line. About tuna fish sandwiches. <laughs> But I'm going to bring it to the table anyway. Okay. A squad of sort of tuner street race cars pull up. And now we have more of the gang show up that we'll get to know, which is Vince, Jesse, Letty, and Leon. Um, They all have unique cars and they immediately crack open the hood of one of them and start talking about all the mechanics of it. 
how much of it did you understand um they were looking at a car and saying things it's like star trek to me they're like oh the dilithium crystals are shrinking and it's like sure do you think by the end of this we understand the car like techno battle um i i i think that that is a a beautiful thought because <laughs> like I, there are some things i everyone's while like i understand how an engine mechanically works i watched um, i watched the magic school bus episode about engines so like i get yeah. the, I know the gist so I, I watched formula one and there's always talk about engines there <laughs> and I, I guess i should have let up, put that up for earlier that that's the car thing that i know mm-hmm. which is cool because to me it's all super advanced and it's like it's like they're building giant robots to race <laughs> well, well wait f1 is the one you you watch but we just watched f1 because i know the later one is f9 right so this is then by proxy f1 yeah yeah so yeah well this is actually the fastest one we actually just uh, as we go they just get into the more junior leagues and we just start learning about more and more obscure terrible drivers i see Um, wait is that a thing in f1 high point yeah what is that a thing in f1 is f9 bad no there's formula one is like the pinnacle and then formula two is like the league underneath where it's like you're everyone there is still very good but the cars aren't as like fast mm-hmm. and then it goes down to three and then i think there's like local national formula four in europe and different countries and stuff okay so it's um, like it's like saying you got a grade z like that doesn't actually exist but one could no yeah speculate. no, <laughs> there's no okay. formula nine um but yeah it's, so it's like every once in a while i'm like i understand how an engine works um i we're gonna get into nos later <laughs> i tried looking up nos and i not the rapper. think i have understand it <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is when they climb out of the cars is um so letty is the first one to walk out played by gina rodriguez i believe sure um um oh god now i gotta look that up uh oh, it's michelle rodriguez shit i'm gonna re-say that and cut it <laughs> no you gotta you gotta listen you gotta be humble <laughs> this, is, this is the advantage <laughs> L- letty played by michelle rodriguez climbs out and so we do a thing called a fashion check where mm-hmm. when you see fashion and it's good or bad, but you need to get someone else to look at it. You do a, you call for a fashion check. Okay, wait. So I, I, I didn't know we were doing fashion checks when I was watching it, so I wasn't like keeping a specific eye out. Do you, do you have it around? Um, I can pull it up for you. Oh, um, bloody fast and furious. Um, I can pull up specifically. We need to talk about the boots. Um, oh. Okay. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Wait, hold on. Getting, I'm getting some results for outfits. Oh, 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 wait, hold on. These Is are some the oh, red uh, wait, crop top. Wait, and sorry, the camo I'm, pants. I'm. We'll get to that later. We have to start from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, What's up with these you, boots? You, these fucking boots, right? <laughs> these are like if you. Okay. How do you drive in these boots? <laughs> The way I would describe these boots is like, um, you know, in Monster Hunter, you kill a big dragon and then you make oh, like you clothes out of the big right. dragon. This yeah. is um, this is not if you kill the dragon and turned it into armor. This is if you killed Guy Fieri and turned him into armor. It, it's it's the boot equivalent of the like the short sleeve button up shirt with flames on it. Yeah, it's it, it's also got like what inch and a half at least of platform like. Yeah yeah there's I, there appear to be like um things you can connect like you can plug in your usb ports into this there's a lot <laughs> um, there's so much so i did my research i figured out what boots these are or at least the manufacturer it's a mazda uh, s59 your european business called new rock <laughs> um doesn't appear that they sell this specific model it's been 20 years i understand uh but similar ones they do have similar sort of boots with flames on them really tall combat boots uh they retail for anywhere from like 250 to 350 euros 
Hmm. So wait, nice is that a lot bits. of money or a little a little bit of money? Uh, yes, that's I don't know what the euro is. Okay. It's more than yours. If you know how much a euro is, you can write us at um we don't have an email address, but you can write us yeah. and just put it somewhere. It we'll here. we'll get it. Yeah. If if you're listening now, you probably know us, so you can just DM us, it's fine. Um But you gotta write it anyways. Yeah, you gotta write. It. You gotta write it nicely, handwritten only. Um, so I'm also. We... She also has, yeah these these camo pants also. Yep. Um, is that a camo pants? Is that an iron cross? Um, maybe she is wearing dog tags. I think she is wearing dog tags throughout the movie. Uh, I'm not sure if that's ever referenced. I think this is a red square with an X on it. Okay, a little a little bit different. Um, but oh yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Or is it the is it the Malta cross? What is that? It's the thing that um, Iron Man has. Not, uh, not Iron Man. He-Man. Oh. oh. Okay. Um, she's also got, like, mad scientist glasses on. Uh, <laughs> just these little ovals. It's... They're, <laughs> they're so very... Um, I mean, they came out around the same time. Um, these glasses feel very Matrix to me. Um, like, if oh, she had on, yeah. like, a black trench coat and a gun, it would be like, oh, it's, yeah. like, oh, it's the Matrix. We're here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I... This is post Matrix, right? They, they, Matrix is ninety nine. Uh, uh, yeah, ninety nine, right? So yeah, so this is definitely these glasses. There is a through line, I believe, from Matrix to these glasses being on Letty in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we got to move on. We can't talk about this look. I, this might be the high point of Fashion Check. So, um, <laughs> of, overall, powerful look though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so uh vince who's going to be the other major character of this group of four uh notices that brian is back again at the shop uh they clearly are familiar with this this cafe uh impossibly the owner and he says what's up with this fool what is he sandwich crazy mm-hmm. have you have you ever been sandwich crazy <sighs> i've been sandwich crazy in my life um not um i okay here's the thing I will think I do think Brian is sandwich crazy because he's yeah. ordering a fucking tuna sandwich on white bread <laughs> with is, no crust. Specifically, tuna sandwich no crust crazy. Yeah, that that's a particular kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 excellent. Um, Vince's lines throughout are quite a lot. Um, Vince does, Vince uh, quite is is quite a lot all throughout. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, man. It, yeah, we should have a conversation about Vince maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Vince tries to intimidate Brian uh, for flirting with Mia. Uh, Letty calls someone out from the back, and it's our man, Vin Diesel, playing Dom, Dominic Toretto, uh, who is the boss here, to come out and break things up. Mm-hmm. Um, because Brian and Vince just start going at it. Uh, well, uh, was it Watch Your Back starts playing? And it's pretty fucking sick. Um, sorry, I gotta find my spot here. Um, Dom, after splitting the fight up, uh threatens to get brian fired from his job at an auto parts shop you gotta they have you do a lot of like putting stuff together in your head right here um that because they're not at dom's shop like car shop here Mm -hmm. but he has a relationship with the auto shop that the truck in the background brian drove into the scene a very um you know this movie has a very subtle script you know um all all these pieces being (laughs) put together it almost does in some ways like We'll talk about Brian being undercover, and I, I have some thoughts about I can't don't know if he's a bad undercover cop or or if he's a bad actor or if he's acting as a bad undercover cop. Uh, 
Well, yeah, I, I have. I, I, th- I think I think that is answered in the movie, but but okay, yeah. okay. He really he really changes the subject in that scene, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he goes like, for, I, that, like that's cool, like, man. Give me yeah whatever Nos is in my car. Yeah, do you want to talk about Nos? Uh, uh sh- sure. Um, what do you know about it, Nos? Okay, so Martin. Okay. Um, Nos is like um, when you have a carrot for um, uh, Epona in uh, The Legend okay. of Zelda. Um, you know what? And you you activate the carrot button and you go a little faster. That's what Nos is. It's carrot. It's it's carrots for carts. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Car carrots. <laughs> car carrots. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Car carrots. <laughs> he needs two big fucking carrots in his car by tonight. Yeah. You've seen. Um, if you've ever been to like a juice place, you know they have mm-hmm. um, they have the big machine that takes you know you you put the carrots you plug the carrots into and they turn into juice um mm-hmm. what you don't see is um the carrot bits um and what happens is they take those scoop those out put it in a big bag and they sell it to the car companies who turn it into into nos who turn it into nos yeah. yeah of course well they measure like cars and horsepower it's because like horses cars like carrots yes yes yeah um it's, yes it's all, the carrots make the right? horses more <laughs> exactly yeah do you think one yeah. carrot for one horse? Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. But what if we had a hundred carrots for a hundred horses? That's that's way better. Yes, I think. Yes, exactly. The math works out. Yeah, math works it. out. Yeah. Uh, that evening, Brian goes to a street racer meetup in his car, which is a um, the Mitsubishi Eclipse, nineteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the car for this movie, right? Or uh, I would say. Wait, is it? I think this is the car. This is the one when you see people talk about this movie. This is the first one I think I think of. Like, hold on, let me, I need to I need to pull up this car because they they don't enter my brain. So it's his green one with a blue lightning bolt on oh, the side. Oh, it's the green one with Lugia on it. Okay. Oh right, yeah. I don't know why course, you didn't yes, say it's, it's the green Lugia. one with Lugia on it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I don't um, I don't know what this. <laughs> I don't know what the side decal is, but it just looks like Lugia. I spent a lot of time trying to, like, learn, figure out what all the side decals are, and I couldn't exactly pin all of them down. Mm-hmm. They're just cool splashes of color. It rules. Yeah. It, it's good. Um, he shows up to this meeting, or this um, this racer meetup, uh, and he's chatting with a couple other racers, Hector and Edwin, uh, and he says he's waiting for Dom. When Dom's crew shows up, they look fucking excellent uh i think one of the people we were watching in with pointed out that it looks like the uh tie or not tie the x-wings approaching the death star with the taillights flying in it's just super cool um it's a very dom, particular poll dom dom shows up uh and just is clearly the center of attention he sets up stakes for the night's race um brian interrupts and says oh he doesn't have the cash to put down but he will bet his car and if he wins, he gets, quote, the cash and the respect, which is, again, so do you think he's, do you think Paul Walker is acting as a bad actor, like acting like a person who is bad at acting, or do you think he's just a bad actor? Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Um, I think yeah. both. <laughs> so um, I, I think he's doing, I, th- I want to give him a better doubt. I think he's doing a very good shitty undercover cop. Yes, I, I guess thinking about it now, like, I guess he is better in other scenes. Yeah, this is the thing. I, like, he's very believable in a lot of scenes, but it's specifically when he's interacting with Dom, he is just like kind of puts on like this little shit eating grin um, and everything is very performative. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because they go so they do move on to this race um all these cars drive out of this place and go and block off a street uh and he ends up they do this race this is where i want to call out that i think this movie looks like the speed racer movie by the wachowskis ends up looking several years later i do they okay so they, they do this thing you're talking about the the way that the like the the way the actual race looks yeah there's like the the it's it's like speed lines in anime yeah it's they, they're cutting from and everything is incredibly shaky and the shots of the drivers in their car are all just clearly they're not moving and there's just a bunch of speed lines whipping by them in the background and and then there's excellent cg shots of the inside of their cars and their engines firing off the the, am i am i misremembering is this the only like race in this movie that's like this uh it's the only one that is to this extent it even goes to the point where there's the the one shot where it's a forward facing shot and it seems like they do a warp effect on the camera oh oh, they sure do it's like yeah (laughs) and then i think they bring bits and pieces of in layer but this is the one where they're like this is the first one we got to do this one right yeah it's the the warp uh, the speed lines i i'm sure great yeah um they're they do some there are some interesting like goofy shots where they're like moving around the car mm-hmm. in a particular way um but mm-hmm. the the warping is like is so much it's it's so excellent it has like it has such a good 2001 energy um <laughs> like of... i i agree it has a 2001 energy <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the speed line stuff. It has both the year two thousand one and the film two thousand one oh. energy, but in different ways. Uh, it, yeah, we can probably just cut that into um that that long sequence. <laughs> um, you know, it seems long, but it's only ten seconds. I, yeah, yeah. This is the other thing is, uh, it does the thing of like an episode of Dragon Ball. This race is probably like what sixty seconds long, and yet apparently it took ten takes ten seconds in reality. Um, which is this this scene takes place in in what. Uh, I, what I call a uh, shonen time. Um, oh. it's it's you know. I was gonna say they're just go moving so fast that time is dilating uh, because of relativity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> when you go over 100 miles per hour, that's what happens. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, after after Brian loses this race, Dom uh, confronts him about his performance, and he tells him that he didn't even own his car, his own car. Sorry. Okay. What happens is, uh. Brian claims that he almost had Dom. And then Dom responds with, you almost had me. You didn't even have your car. And the whole sequence of the dialogue <laughs> is just, there's a crowd around them. And it just gives me like wrestling energy. Well, of... so like that, that line of like, you didn't even have your own car. That's in reference to like, um, like Brian did the thing where he, he pushed his car past its own limits and it like was mm-hmm. breaking down. Mm-hmm. It, like that, that's what that means. Right. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't even have control of his own car. Okay. But there's a, the, it's the two of them walking in circles around Brian's car, while there's a crowd around them cheering them on and going mm. ooh and ah mm. to everything. And then they kiss. Yeah, what? like it it has enormous. It, they the two of them really do feel almost like wrestlers or something playing mm-hmm. off each other in this movie to me. Um, I I mean we we get a wrestler later in this franchise, don't we? At, at I, least one. We get at least one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe we're gonna get more than one actually now i think about okay it. So, all right well uh yeah they're interrupted by a motorcycle gang and they're led to a vietnamese restaurant uh clearly dom has history with these people uh when they pull over they get out of their car 
and uh, the leader of this gang, who is Johnny Tran, threatens Dom and tells him that uh, he'll see him in the desert later. Um, also, his his backup guy, his lieutenant, is Lance, who has. Do you want to talk about Lance's excellent snakeskin pants? Did you catch this? Um, they're there. Yeah, yeah they're they're extremely there. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. there. The, well, the dialogue not, calls them out as. I'm not willing to give any. I'm not willing to assign any adjectives <laughs> to them, but they're they're certainly there. I like to imagine it's he has one pair of pants he wears every day. Sometimes you just got to commit to it. Okay, the thing. Okay, in in Lance's defense that would that you know think about it um you're 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 a man on the go um you're a gangster on the go um you want to be able to transition seamlessly <laughs> from like party to business to being on a motorcycle with a, a submachine gun seamlessly you know you don't have time to change your There's pants one item of clothing what? that can fit all these scenarios exactly same 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 pants. Pants. <laughs> like you think about it it's actually kind of fucking smart yeah, excellent. um yeah very good um anyways they blow up brian's car uh they yeah. just they they just <laughs> well they they blow it up with bullets <laughs> right <laughs> Look, like... it's got knots in it not everyone knows that not the carrots blow up <laughs> that's true that is that is some like um and oh i mean the reason why the flames are green it looks really cool um it's because you know carrots are oh, vegetable. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, it's burning got, all the nutrients. They got this green yeah. part. That's all the chlorophyll yeah. burning. Yeah. yeah. Um. Dom's mechanic Jesse thinks he can make a winner out of it because of the engine. Uh, this is the uh, Toyota Supra Mark IV. Um. This is this is what I think is the car of this movie. Okay. Um, I also accidentally just spoiled myself that we'll see more of this car later. So. <laughs> this car does make it through the movie, so it it does it does yeah it does live uh, it rolls away. It, it, yeah, um, I don't like it. It's um it's orange. Is, wait, I would say it's red. Hold up. Wait, the Toyota Supra. Wait, hold on. Okay, hold on. Let me just add Fast and Furious. Um, no, that's super orange. What are you talking about? Maybe it's like my color. It's like, a, that's like a, that looks like a tangerine. I could bite into that. <sighs> I, mm, what? That's the most I, orange I'm color say it's car I've That is seen. not the most orange orange. I'm looking at photos and this but, extremely depends on co- like your camera settings. This is a, this is a safety cone orange car. <laughs> this is this is uh you, this, you is right. shader, this would be safety first i need to go hold up i need to fold what is do i have a weird color balance thing going on here um uh, this is uh um, one time a friend of mine uh we were in art class together and he was um uh working on a digital painting and i walked up to him and i'm like why is why is her skin green um and he's like oh fuck um and uh anyways he's colorblind oh wow. wait um, oh no <laughs> and that's not how he okay. found out but uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah, this car is orange i apologize why i don't know why my brain had been saying this car was red to me <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the corrections it's, you know, corner it's red when he pulls up with it and it's a dump if it was if it was a a redder or like a like somewhere between red and orange i would accept the difference it does, but, it does yeah. look like that in some of these shots i'll send you some files mm. Some of them. Okay, you'll send me some files. Dom agrees that if Brian fixes the car up and then uses it to win money uh, racing, 
uh, this will be the car that he owes Dom. The place he's going to win money is at a racing event called Race Wars. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. That's a... Hmm. hmm. Do they do they Did know? They, a lot this a lot of people worked on this movie and no one said anything, right? No one said, "Hey, maybe race wars is a bad thing to have." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the movie? Race wars. <laughs> um also wait, okay. We'll we'll see more. Okay, I'm 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 accidentally No, don't go. I'm accidentally spoiling things because uh uh race wars is featured also in in the 7th movie apparently. <laughs> so that must be where the timeline gets timey wimey. Well, they were committed at that point. They couldn't change it. It's just part of the war yeah. then. How did this happen? Everyone's everyone's going down to the race wars <laughs> to to, hey, to man, solve I'll see some. Hey, man, you at the race war. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Welcome, welcome to the race war. Great, <laughs> yeah. thanks. Yeah. How's it going, bro? What's up, man? Welcome to the race wars. Great. Thanks a lot. It's it's ridiculous. I I'm, we have a couple good screenshots. The, the content generates. It's it's not a mm, good. That's not a that's not a like a a a, a new thing. <laughs> like it was around. That concept was around in two thousand one. And no one was everyone, like, everyone, oh, everyone, that's a bad forgot thing. About this, no one had read the history books that about the race. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Jesse shows Brian some sick JPEGs of what he thinks he could turn the car into. Um, this is <laughs> yeah, like there's some gifts in there this too. Is like the first instance of just terrible cg graph not not cg as in like special effects cg but just extremely of the era fake ui um there was there was a little bit in the in that first was, race think, with the like nos interfaces yeah, but this yeah. is I think to, also, the, to the 10th I think level this might actually be the images of the car parts i think are might be on top of like a one of the first 3d modeling software interfaces i know some of those did have they didn't have the big square images of them, but the, if you look at the buttons around the edges, like that are very um, uh, skeuomorphic is the term you would use. Uh, oh, yeah. Sure. Like the, uh, there's a couple programs that did look like that this time, but the way he's just like uh, skeuomorphism was was definitely like a trend, like especially in like yeah, the, it, the late nineties. You know, it pops up everywhere. Um, like, but this specific style of like just round orbs and like lighting on these things. <laughs> It's it's but then he's he just got these orbs. big images. He's like, yeah, here's it is. This is what the car could look like. It is just like a slow spin of the thing. It's it's excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesse also reveals at this point that uh, he has. Well, Brian tells him he should go to MIT because he developed a 3D modeling program that can somewhat simulate cars. Apparently, um, and mm -hmm. Brian tell or Jesse reveals that he has ADD and it's kept him from succeeding in school. But working on cars has always spoken to him. Uh. I have ADD. I thought uh -huh. this was actually okay in terms of depictions of people with like attention disorders. It, it wasn't awful. Uh, it was. It, it's like I found I found the thing that I'm interested yeah. in. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it's, good. It's kind of heartwarming in a way, and he's found a community around it of people who like Jesse ends up being kind of like the son of the family and the group in this movie. He's Jesse's kind of the fail. Yeah, son uh, he's not a fail son. He's just he's like I like Jesse. Jesse's. I, I like Jesse, yeah, Jesse but, is very but also relatable. he fucks up sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, man, how does he have not, how does he not have the anxiety about driving that we do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, later on, Brian gets invited to a barbecue at Dom's place. Uh, Vince pulls up, sees Brian there, and then immediately <laughs> leaves, and then just comes back later. 
<laughs> he's like a Vince has such a Vince has such a rancid oh, energy. Yeah. Uh and and like I know I know he's like the the salty rival, but it's just like the whole time oh, it's yeah. just like, oh my god. Yeah. Just 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 the, stop. The, just go to bed, take a nap. Way in this this will be here when you're he done. He shows up, is like, oh, I'm not gonna be here, and then five <laughs> minutes later wanders back like a sad dog. It's just yeah. like God. Um we also have to do a fashion check on Vince. Um <laughs> oh, this no. scene is the second time in the movie Vince has been wearing two tank tops, a mesh over top of camo. Uh, he's also wearing this in the party scene earlier when Dom and Brian get back after the race. Except it's a different mesh tank top and camo tank top underneath in that scene. Listen, <laughs> um, you know, you you do one thing and you do it well. This is this is I can't. I can't Just fault like him for this. Has decided that snakes in pants work for all his situations. Yeah. Uh, Vince has decided that <laughs> every situation he is going to be in, the appropriate outfit is a mesh tank top over top of a camo tank top. Okay, so here's my question: of these two, mm-hmm. um, camo camo under underneath mesh on top, which came first? Oh, oh! Do you think he was like just wearing the mesh, and someone was like, Vince, you, you gotta. You got to put something else on or or the mm-hmm. other way around. So, I mean, I think mesh first and then um, like he, maybe he's a little shy. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. he's a little nip, nipple shy. Um, like nothing wrong with that. It's not good. This does not have the energy. No, no, it's no this does not have the energy that Lady <laughs> Any, has in the movie. Camouflage has never been good. Um, I You know, well, even in 2001 uh, in middle school, I knew camouflage was not I good. I did not. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> Listen, it's it's a process. We get there. Um, um, as much I camouflage would... as, as there is in this movie, none of it's okay. good. How do we feel about camouflage accessories? I have two camouflage bags. No. Okay. Colin, no. I think it's fine. <laughs> you don't uh, need it. Okay. <laughs> if it's outdoorsy, then I'll accept it. Mm, no. Okay. No. No. <laughs> no. I, yeah, no. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not at Vince level, but... Here we are. Yeah, the 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 vincification happens slowly. So maybe maybe that's <laughs> the thing is Vince's, I hoped, I, So I think the I think the first you know yeah. the the low hanging fruit is mesh came mm-hmm. first, and then the the camouflage is backup. Maybe camouflage was first, and the mesh is to actually downplay yeah. the camouflage. Yeah, because yeah, I remember when I first spotted this, it's you definitely noticed the mesh first before the camouflage. So i mean yeah i bet you can really easily take both of those on and off at once so that's probably a real advantage it's um it's dazzle camouflage <laughs> in, a, in a certain way uh after dinner he also has Vince like a tries to start he has ship. like a leather bracer what like he has a leather bracer like he's in fucking xena <laughs> like <laughs> dom takes brian to see his passion project which is a uh it's a Dodge Charger. How do you feel about Chargers? Um, it's got a big thing in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and that that's cool, I guess. Do you have I don't any know idea what, does, what the difference it... between it is Chargers, Mustangs, and there's a third one that I cannot tell apart? Um, is there a rock, paper, scissors relationship? <laughs> there's a there's a weapon triangle of muscle cars. Okay. If there's a weapon triangle, all right, <laughs> now I understand. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll build a weapon triangle for these and figure it out. Maybe we'll get that race eventually. <laughs> Uh, Dom reveals that uh, this is a car that him and his dad built together before his dad lost his life in a in a stock car race. Uh, Dom admits mm-hmm. that he's never actually driven the car because it scares the shit out of him, uh, which I think is like 
not a moment of vulnerability I was expecting from Vin Diesel in this movie. Yeah, it's also like I mean I, I love a cursed object. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Like any any time like an inanimate thing can like accrue uh like psychic energy yeah. is like oh oh it's yeah like let's go. Dom, the dude who is the tough guy who breaks up fights and like is gets in beef with people through this whole movie. He loves this car and will not touch it, like or drive mm-hmm. it. It's incredible. It's also like i don't know even just like the fact that like this is a black car um you know I, there is I'm, I'm not like the expert on this but like that is also like a thing in like occult um, oh, like huh. certain occult like histories of just like like black objects like absorb energy in a particular way um yeah it's yeah good. it's great um uh he also gives the quarter mile speech here which i think is mm-hmm. so much weaker than him talking about the car scaring him uh like the yes the i'm 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 scared of death versus like um it like the quarter mile thing is such a like a it's a it's it's such a tough guy (laughs) in a car movie line like it's extremely like my only framework for like existing in the world is cars (laughs) like i need to i need to understand life through this understanding of racing try to get dom to open up if he any information he thinks he can get out of him is he doing running these hijackings um dom sort of suggests he might be but says uh that brian has to prove himself first at race wars this is this is the most like blatant undercover cop brian oh, yeah, has absolutely. in the entire movie of like hello hello dominic toretto <laughs> yeah. i am ready to take it to the next the level, next level. <laughs> tell me your secrets into this microphone yeah. <laughs> like brian can you not he has like a complete change of character and dom is even caught off guard he's trying to like figure out if he's talking about like oh you got a problem paying for the meal or something like it's, yeah it's very... uh, like in the back half of the movie like brian is like uh, I, I i guess this is also like uh another another case for actually paul walker is playing a character who is just like a bad like uh, undercover mm-hmm. cop of just like um you can you can tell like he's like shaken oh yeah um like he's absolutely shaken by the pressure that the the like the his, putting his on higher him, ups yeah. are, are putting on him oh speaking of there, um, there they go there they go uh jesse we find out has bet his dad's jetta on a race he thinks he can win what do you think about the jetta do you know which one <sighs> um first of all betting your dad's is... jetta is such a good series of of words um uh i my my dad uh like uh was obsessed with like volkswagens growing Mm. up and and my my older brother as well um there weren't i don't think there were any jettas in the family but um uh when i think of like if i have any connection to cars it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be the volkswagen uh yeah Um, my family or my mom was the same way um but it was always just like the most utilitarian hatchback yeah Yeah. um this is my favorite car of the movie i love this thing so much they're they're cute little cars they got they got cute and boxy um it's boxy i love it's god i I think you would call like a skirt the part that drops down to like reduce the air flowing underneath it um it's like it's 
this car is thick yes yes this car like and i don't i don't mean like it in the way that we use it like no in, no in, it's to describe people i mean like it's a it's thick all, it car it's almost it's as just, wide it as it is tall. long like yeah it rules it's just this little tiny thing it's so cool um it's got like this cool white and blue scheme like i think the actual art is like someone riding a missile um but yes however it looks like the um the 90s like jazz cup yeah it do- yeah it really does it has the yeah. same color scheme yeah. it's it's cool uh i like this car jesse of course loses and panics and just kind of drives off <laughs> out of the scene the big thing is here that dom has taken the charger out of the garage um uh-huh. when you when it, you realize he's about to drive the charger here it rules um uh, yes, I have, I have, I have unsheathed my father's cursed soul. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh, so okay. good um, <laughs> that he has to go after Jesse. But before they can go after him, Jesse actually shows up on his own, and immediately Johnny's gang shows up and runs a drive-by and kills Jesse. Um, we salute yeah, for Jesse. The little amount that Jesse has in this movie, like I kind of feel for him. I, I think, yeah, like I, I think. I mean, we can. This is maybe a thing for later, but like, I think most of the characters in the movie are are pretty good. Yeah. Like this is, um, I think this is a very tightly crafted movie. Generally, my my only criticism of the movie is like, there's a lot of characters I wish I wanted I wanted to see more of. Yeah, uh, Jesse was an interesting character, had like a good moment, and then yeah, uh, you know, and just like, gets extremely side-left. does feel like someone who's in over his head, but he doesn't have anything else yeah Mm -hmm. um even even like i mean like you could take any character in this movie uh that and like have a movie that focuses on them and it's like i i'm interested enough because like the characters are i think like generally executed well enough like um you know a a screwball car comedy with centered around jesse is like mm -hmm. oh yeah okay jesse's jesse's a cool character jesse's interesting has enough going for him but just like doesn't have any screen mm-hmm. time really except for like um you know i here's here's yeah, the scenes here's are usually, those glossy jpegs you yeah, ordered he and two scenes where he gets a move characterization and other than that he's the one who they all come to to talk about the cars and like he spits all the techno babble yeah yeah he's the he's the he's the he's hacker the he, yes he's the, the car group. hacker um yeah. yeah dom takes out lance with a tail whip which is cool as hell and then brian is did they teach you this in cop school to lean out the side of your car and shoot in the middle of daylight on a suburban street I, I, so okay um, i mean you know uh i don't i don't quite remember something they taught me in cop school yeah. but the I, brian has like gone <laughs> gone rogue yeah, at this point like right just going he has like a completely different action movie energy he's like he's a gta like, character or something brian's brian's central conflict is like will he choose like responsibility or or um the the other f-word family um like is he going to choose his loyalty to to dom and that crew or is he going to do his job and i think you know i i don't have any reason to believe that he doesn't just choose the family mm-hmm. um also there's like uh you know much more movies with him in it but um uh, you know it, it seems like after he like hooks up with mia yeah. he's like all in on the like okay yes i'll do anything to protect this yeah, family yeah. um it's like a very sharp sharp change 
Tom leads Brian to a sort of industrial road where he challenges him to one last race ending at a railroad crossing. Uh, this is They have a, a, one more drag race. They manage to tie at the crossing just as a freight train is coming through. Um, kind of? Yeah. <laughs> they kind of tie. They, they tie. Do you think they don't tie? Uh, I don't think they tie. I think they tie. I went and reviewed this <laughs> Uh, so the 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 reason I say they don't tie is the um, the charger crashes. Oh, okay. They know. Well, they're not racing to that point though. They're racing to the to the um, to to the railroad tracks. Yeah, but if if we were running a race and we both crossed at the same time, and then you like ate shit and walked into a tree. I would win. Okay, you may, maybe <laughs> like... you win in the long term, but in the scope of the race, they tie. <laughs> um, it's great, though. And then, yeah, Dom immediately, a uh, truck comes out of nowhere and just flips his whole the whole charger on it. Um, Dom does survive, and as you hear sirens closing in. Uh, Brian gives him the keys to the Supra to escape. Um, and then that's it just goes to credits there um except for a small after credit scene of dom driving off into the horizon in mexico yes yeah. okay yeah like up uh, like when it fades mm-hmm. to black and like credits roll like that ending uh yeah i don't know it's you know we we can kind of like imagine what's happening mm-hmm. there but it's also um cutting to black there um, I can imagine a movie which was like, okay, now we need to watch Brian like eat shit and like suffer the yeah. punishment. Um, this movie doesn't do that because I, it, I, I think it just it knows what yeah, it and is. I think, I think and overall, it knows what it, like throughout the editing in terms of like what you need to show and what you don't is very tight. Um, yeah, um, it like I, I'm I'm always a big fan of like cutting to black. Like you don't need to always show everything on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know that's the realm of fan fiction um and then how do you feel about that little the little pre-marvel marvel post credit scene it's it's nothing it's nothing <laughs> it's, it's nothing, nothing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm driving a car in mexico <laughs> uh so okay here's the thing that tells us he got away we already knew that <laughs> it tells us he likes cars we knew that it tells us he's in mexico we didn't know that yeah yeah that's the movie um this movie's so much better than i remembered it's it's a, it's it's a pretty tight movie i i think i almost put it in like there's a lot of like the editing touches in the races and some stuff i almost want to put it in like a class of movies with like hackers and stuff about just goofy groups of people getting up to biz, like nonsense mm-hmm. like it, it has so much more of that energy than what i remembered it's um yeah it's a very it's a very like well-crafted movie um yeah, yeah. and and like in, in a lot of senses, um, you know, it, it is like ultimately it's it's a it's a movie about like what if cars go fast, but like mm-hmm. there is a lot of um, love and attention and like you know even there's, in a couple uh, moments like cinematography and yeah there, there's like a very clear vision. Mm-hmm. I think it holds to that, and that's like uh, I think like the best thing that like any piece of media can do is like have a clear vision of what it wants to do and then do that um, because. You know that that lets you do things like um like okay so in the script we're thinking about you know having like another twenty minutes where uh, Brian gets chewed out by his uh, detective superiors mm-hmm. and it's like no like that yeah. doesn't mesh with the vision of what this thing is so we're yeah. going to say no yeah okay. there is an alternate ending okay yeah um, describe this all I skimmed this and I it seems I, like nothing 
I, this seems like so more nothing I have than not, the I've not scene. watched this. This is just a, a text description. Um, yeah. It's this also sounds like nothing. Um, it basically like we find out that Brian has resigned from the LAPD, um, and he, you know, the gist is he goes and like meets up with Mia, and mm-hmm. Mia's like, oh, I don't know, and Brian's like i uh i'm in it for the long haul you know yeah that's that, that's the energy we know that we know yeah. that. that's why he does everything or not everything yeah. but a good chunk of everything we know that it's yeah it's nothing yeah i, I think like there is something about like um I, I don't know like the any kind of romance between them is like not given really enough screen time no, to like, if be anything yeah that's like the that's like almost the worst relationship in this movie yeah, um, it's and like, it just feels like we have to have the romance relationship. It's it's very like at the end he gets the girl. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah absolutely. I yeah, I think I think I like it better without that. Um, just mm-hmm. the the fade to black. Um, it's a good like what happens next. It's more, like, yeah, it's more about his relationship with Dom and them sort of earning each other's respect and whatnot in ways. Yeah, I mean, it's also even like you know that fading to black is also like Mia is still part of that of like okay, mm-hmm. what happens next? Oh yeah, like what is he gonna do? Like he he's really into Mia. He's got the stuff for the cops, uh, but um, but I think like putting that to to figurative paper, mm-hmm. um, with with like an alternate ending is just like oh. yeah. And if, if the question is of the movie is who is Brian gonna side with, you know the answer at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You you also said you had some thoughts on the soundtrack. Um, um, I have I have like thoughts on like a particular song on the soundtrack, which is okay. the um, uh, there's a song that Ja Rule did for the song did for this movie. Um, is this the is this the ending song? No, it plays. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's life ain't a game is the okay. song. Um, oh yes, yes. Plays in one of the races. I want to say, um, it we don't really hear much of it in the movie. Um, but what we do hear is the sample from Depeche Mode's Strange Love, um, which was just like, what? You can't you can't do that in this. What? Uh, Depeche Mode? What are you what are you doing here? Dave, go ahead and get out of here. You don't belong in this movie. Um, uh, that song is OK. Uh, I don't I'm, yeah. I don't listen to Ja Rule, not for any particular no. reason. But um, Ja Rule apparently listens to Depeche Mode, though. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Cool. Apparently. Can we do the triangle now? We can do the triangle. I'm now. very proud of my triangle. Describe uh, the triangle to me. Okay. Uh, you know, do you know what a triangle chart is? I know what a triangle is. Okay. Okay. So do you know the meme of uh, getting McDonald's coffee and the different response on every corner? Mm-hmm. It, we're going to yes. do that for these movies. Yes. Uh, the three what, corners what of the... our triangle are fast, furious, and family. Okay. We need to place every movie somewhere on that triangle and what we think it most is associated with um this is also the like um uh the contractor's triangle of like cheap fast good oh yeah absolutely two um yeah um i think this movie isn't very furious you think this movie is very furious wow no say say more um uh, maybe this is having some later context for where these movies go there is anger in this movie, mm-hmm. but this is a movie about cars and people who drive them. And I think there are relationships between those people that sometimes are angry, but it may be furious. But I think specifically in this context, I would put this as this is more of a driving and 
people movie than a maybe i think about furious as more of an action movie sense mm-hmm. um and whereas this this movie is about cars and people not about cars and stunts or stunts and people i see um so you're saying fast family i would say i would say fast and family probably leaning towards fast okay um how do you feel i i i i think that's a sound that's a sound argument okay. uh, so i think definitely um definitely family i think okay. you know interpreting this broadly mm-hmm. it's about um you know we see uh definitely 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 dom um yeah. definitely um you know even in like jesse jesse has like we see this like found family aspect with jesse oh yeah um, there's, and, there's a and, quote at one point about uh where someone describes jesse and the other person whose name we can't remember uh, Greg. he has like two lines of dialogue this whole movie but saying that they just wandered in and kind of never left yeah yeah exactly um yeah and it's it's um i don't know it's also one of those things of like there's all this like there's all this history um mm-hmm. you know we're we're watching like twin peaks right now and it's like that's a town which like um you know very early on it's like oh everyone knows each other and like oh they dated for like a year mm-hmm. in high school and like they know each other and they know each other um, there's all this like um, accrual of history um, in in the family when you're like staying close together for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think you definitely see that um, at, at play in this movie. You're actually talking me into moving this more towards family. Oh, there, there yeah. you go. Um, I think, I think I would go more furious than fast. Really? Um, I think like definitely family first. Okay. It's definitely a family film. Um, <laughs> family first um there we do see a lot of fury um like there is a lot of like just uh violence um both in like you know definitely like from vince like the one of the first things we see is like vince beating the shit out of brian um there's there's definitely like a lot of people just getting the shit beat out of them um dom beating the shit out of um uh, uh uh oh god who is it um johnny he fights johnny at one point yeah he beats um, the shadow johnny he doesn't really um, beat the show but he definitely gets into a fight with him yeah there's there's like it's not shown on screen but there's a lot of the talk about like oh yeah what um his, yeah him with a wrench his, um like yeah. trying to like avenge his father um yeah i think i think like family if i had to rank them mm-hmm. i would say high family okay medium furious low, low fast, fast? I think this movie is more fast than Furious. I I, I, I accept think, it. I I think the style in the in that especially that first race, um, and just the look of this movie and the way they film the cars and whatnot leads me to associate this movie more with, um, sort of this the style they're going for as a car and like automotive style than a an angry movie. So your ranking is family, fast, furious. Yes. Okay. We can uh we can assign like Mario part Mario Kart scores to these. Yeah, uh, we'll have a we'll put together a graphical yeah. representation. Well, that would that would mean that uh we family is first, fast and furious are tied if we if we flip flop on there. Oh okay. Oh if we okay. Um. Yeah, I'm good with that actually. Then I think that makes sense. Um, we have to pick a favorite car my favorite car of this is the Jetta. And I think I broke it down as we were walking through the movie. Uh, you didn't reach out to any of the vehicles uh, when we talked about them. Do you have a favorite I, car in this movie? 
I I now have to think about it. Um, I'm I'm frantically clicking on these car links. Um, like the Jetta has some character. It's thick. I, I feel like you like the Charger. I you you talked about I? the Charger had like more ways than anything else. The the Charger has has character in a way that like nothing else in this movie does. And the Charger has history as well. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're you're right. You're actually you're talking me into it. Um it's yeah. the most it's the car with the most character. Like the the thing that a lot of these have is it's like okay, I don't the the engine stuff doesn't mean anything to me. Um I can appreciate the the fashion you, of the car in a lot of cases. The, what do you think that engine the having the engine stick out does? I have no idea either. Um if I had to make a serious guess, I would say it's something about heat. <laughs> I um, think it's air intake because it's got like those flippy open bits on the front, right? Sure. Um, okay. Th- okay, I, I believe you. Uh, sure. Um, that's where the, that's where the bike chain goes. I have to assume. <laughs> yeah. The I think if I had to pick, it's definitely between the the charger, the like the the cursed the cursed car. <laughs> the cursed um, yeah. The only other one would be the, the Mitsubishi eclipse just because it has Lugia on the side, but like, oh, okay. It's whatever. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the actually not the only Pokemon in this movie. You're right. There is a Pikachu and a Gengar in the, in the, end credits. Yeah, a Pikachu and the Gengar at the end. Yeah. Uh, there's a mortal Kombat themed car at one point. Oh, there is. Yeah. In that first scene. Yeah. I, I did. I did look up the Mitsubishi and apparently it, uh, the, one of the actual ones from the movie was sold recently. And it has a PlayStation built into it. Uh, I mean, this is also um, this is the era of this is the pimp era of ride. pimp your ride, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, pimp your ride, pimp my ride. Yeah, um, I'm so not a car person that I, I, I watched switched. A, I watched a, a bit of pimp my ride. Oh wait, no, it's it's movie, not yeah. actually. Uh, that was really? 2004 to 2007. That yeah, that's about the period I watched it. Um, so yeah, but. this um, I, we maybe have the Fast and Furious to thank for pimp my ride um man i need to think about this a bit i'm having some thoughts about mm. some later cars in my ride and how they might Uh-oh. line up <laughs> we got stuff to look forward to yeah uh, but next time i don't know what we have coming up at at all i have no idea what to expect from better luck tomorrow um good um i'm 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 so excited for better luck tomorrow um, yeah it's, it's it's a mystery it's 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 a mystery it's also like um you know this is this is where we get the character who later shows up in tokyo drift um, I, for me, this is like what I'm hoping for in better luck tomorrow is like, you know, I talked about like, um, like what if this movie was just like from like any other character's perspective, like that's such a, that's such an interesting, like structural shift that I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see what this movie looks like from like Mia's perspective, from, yeah. uh, from, from Jesse's perspective, like what and it's. It's interesting that this is a movie that has been patched. All these movies have all been, we'll see, patched together in strange ways. Mm-hmm. But this is the one that was made before being patched in and understood as part of this canon. Yes, this is this is a stealth fest in the Furious movie. Yeah, um, it's incredible. That, yeah, so I, I'm I'm super interested to see like what does, um, what does a vision of like this kind of movie look like not you know it was it was not really even a franchise at this point um but like you know not thinking about it in terms of like big action movie there are no expectations uh, about like or or any expectations are are unbound from any kind of things tied to the fast and the furious in a way that like you know when we get to like later spinoff movies like uh hobbs and shaw which i've not seen but like hobbs and shaw comes after 
you know 72 other movies that like are yeah. it has all these expectations about what it has to be and what it can be mm-hmm. so yeah that's this is also presumably uh it's the creator of this one goes on to come and start working with the fast and furious so presumably this is part of his filmography that got him that job yes so someone producing or managing the fast and furious franchise saw this work and said we want stuff like this in our in our series exactly yeah um i'm looking forward to that uh yeah where can people find you matt um you can find me on twitter uh, at uh, mrfb i'm matthew rf beloshek uh i'm colin you can find me on twitter at bloody stapler our music is provided by andrew elmore off his album digital motorsport it's extremely sick um highly recommend you check his stuff out i was jamming, uh, out, that jamming is, out to that yeah satellitesound.bandcamp.com mm-hmm. um i guess we'll see you next time um do, do we have, have a sign, sign off, off? okay i made a note here for a sign off okay T- let me know what you think about that um hold up let me get the sign off <laughs> um i'm literally done okay uh okay so you okay you do yours i'm i'm thinking about mine i think i think i know what mine is are you ready i'm ready okay three two one driving off in the cursed the cursed i did not hear what you said i was making too many noises myself (laughs) (laughs) a perfect a perfect audience let me tell you the thing the problem with this is we can't do car sound sign off because that's already what they do on the formula one podcast that rob zachney is part of wait really yes that every episode of that podcast ends with not rob but um 
Danny O'Dwyer does Formula One sounds to end the podcast. Oh, I can't believe we didn't invent car sounds. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs>